This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You said my world on even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Oh, Tony, I thought for about three and a half quarters, we were going to have a lot of fun today. <laughs> I did too, man. I about three too. and a half quarters, I thought Scravey wouldn't be coming into work today. The Bang Bang Niner game would be done. But they came back and they won. They never win. When they trail going into the fourth quarter, under Kyle Shanahan, they were 0-30 when down by five or more points. But the 49ers kept it alive, and uh, it was a wonderful weekend of uh, NFL football. I mean, you know, look, you watch these games, Tony, and all I keep thinking about is, yeah, this is why we watch the games. They're fun. They're great. Every game was great. Probably nothing better than Buffalo, Kansas City, but... You know, every game had its thing, and uh, it was another great weekend that the NFL just had to love. Yeah, I mean, there was um, so much to like over the weekend. I mean, we end up with the marquee matchup in the AFC Championship game, and then you end up with a Cinderella and a juggernaut in the NFC. But um, I think they're the best two teams. They are the best two I teams. Thought the, I agree. You know, I know Dallas was the two-seed but I still think Detroit beat Dallas in the yeah. regular season. They lost on a technicality, you know, the referee not identifying who reported into the game for that two-point conversion. That's right. Otherwise, Detroit would have had the two seeds. So, yeah, I think you got the best teams. Uh, the Chiefs, uh, Patrick Mahomes, this guy's unreal. I, you know, I thought it was a little ridiculous that they kept saying, well, he's never won a road playoff game. The reason was he's never played a road playoff game. <laughs> now he's played one, and of course he won it. This guy's... I mean, this guy's on his way to being the greatest quarterback of all time. I know he's got a lot of long way to go to catch Tom Brady for championships. But consider this. Every year that he's been in the league, he's been at least in the AFC championship game. Every single year. And he had to play at a high level to beat Josh Allen yesterday because Josh Allen played at a high level. Yeah, so, this, this can't be one of the games where you say Josh Allen cost his ball club. No. And so it's a different argument than... Josh Allen has to finally get over the hump in order to elevate himself from a personal standpoint. But he certainly did his part to get this team. If Buffalo wins that game today, we're talking about how well Josh Allen played and what he did in order to get his team over the hump. As it as it turned out, and it's typical when these two teams get together, the team with the ball last ends up winning the game. And it the Bills something. had a chance, but the field goal, the win, certainly played a factor. 
And uh, what do you say? Mahomes, what, seven seven times? Since he's been the starter. I think six got, for six to the gotten, AFC Championship or five for five. Yeah. To the AFC Championship. Nah, he's amazing. I yeah. mean, this guy, you got to find a way to beat him. And, you know, Lamar Jackson, I mean, I was watching the game, you know, the, the two games this weekend as a, as a Miami guy. You're watching Lamar Jackson, you're watching Josh Allen, you're watching Patrick Mahomes, and you're saying to yourself, well, we're never going to get to the Super Bowl. How the hell are we going to beat these guys? Yeah, I mean, the, the three of them are so good. Lamar Jackson, it's almost unfair, honestly. I mean, they snap the ball, and I, I mean, they keep showing the offensive coordinator sitting up there for the Ravens in the booth, you know, looking all satisfied. I'm like, I don't know what you're doing. <laughs> Why are you so happy? Yeah. I mean, all they do is snap the ball to him. The play, they, you almost, if you're a Baltimore fan, you almost hope the play doesn't work. Right. Because if it doesn't work, then he's going to take off. He, and there's no way to get him. No, and, and that's what's making him. All season long, it, it, this is how it's broken down for Lamar Jackson prior to this playoffs. Is he's had to, he has decided to use his legs throughout the regular season. And in a lot of the last three postseasons, he's been either banged up or just hurt in general uh, in order for his chance team to have a chance. This year, what's different is he played from the pocket pretty much all regular season. Yeah. And so now you have this fresh body in Lamar Jackson being able to do give you the best of both worlds, which is going to pose a problem for any defense that goes up against him. For moving I don't know what you playoffs. can do. Right. I don't know what you can do, and you can't tell me that you just assign a spy to him because he just outruns that person. I mean, uh, and he's almost impossible to tackle. He's got 100 yards rushing, two touchdowns the other night, and uh, or the other day. And Baltimore's defense, you know, dominated C.J. Stroud. I yeah. mean, C.J. was a great story this year. But, you know, not ready for this stage. Not quite yet. And uh, if Houston doesn't get that punt return, it's not even a real you know, game yeah, at all. No, there's, there's, so, levels, there's levels to it. Right. right? Ball, you, you, I mean, you, I wouldn't count out C.J. Stroud. This no. guy's going to be back, but you can, uh, for now he's not ready to beat this team. If you're a Dolphin team. fan, you, you're going to have to start looking at that Going to have to worry about him, too. <laughs> I know. I know. But uh, Baltimore, they're into the AFC Championship game against Kansas City. I think that's the marquee game. Uh, because it's two heavyweights on the other side. Uh, you know, the, the Lions are a great story. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit more about them today. Joining us on the program in a little while will be Justin Rogers from the Detroit News. I mean, after all, you just had Michigan win the national championship. Now you've got the Lions in the NFC championship game. Fans it's in going, Michigan and Detroit, <laughs> yeah, I mean, they're like, what's going on here? I mean, they haven't had this kind of success in anybody's lifetime. But, you know, Detroit played great. I mean, but so did Tampa Bay. I thought Mayfield played well. Here's the thing. I don't know. Did everybody see this or just me? It wasn't just me because I saw it tweeted out. At the end of the game, Detroit had the ball with 45 seconds, and they didn't run the clock out. They snapped it, and Jared Goff took a knee. Tampa Bay had a timeout left. It would have been fourth down. With about 35 seconds left to go, if Tampa Bay had taken that timeout, now Detroit could have tried a field goal, or they could have gone for it. If they make the field goal, the game's over, but what if they miss the field goal? Tampa Bay might have got the ball with 20 seconds left and a couple of Hail Marys. I, I couldn't believe that in a divisional playoff like this, Todd Bowles and the Buccaneers just said, nah, we're good. They let the clock run out. Yeah, I saw it. I, I don't know. I don't remember it. In, I saw it afterwards. Okay. So yeah. I, I don't. No, that's what happened. It was I, weird. Yeah. I mean, it certainly. 
I know I know Todd Bowles was asked about it after the game. Was he? Yeah, he was. What did he say? He said, base, I can't remember verbatim what he said, right. but he said something along the lines of, um, we already knew the the outcome was already done at that point. It probably but, was. I'm not going to say that. I mean, they would have needed the guy to miss a field goal, and then Mayfield would have had to throw two 40-yard bombs in 20 seconds, but might as well take a shot at it. Yeah. Got Mike Evans. Um, anyway, the Lions are through to the championship game. They'll take on the 49ers, and let's talk about Yowzas. the 49ers. Because the 49ers, yeah, he lives another week. Yeah, he does. Uh, Brock <laughs> Purdy spent three and a half quarters proving Scraby's point that he's a far superior quarterback to Josh Allen. Right. Thank you. And yeah, I knew you'd, you'd come up with that. But the thing that stuck out to me in this game was the officials, and I... I don't get why Scraby thinks I'm picking on him. He I'm not. Is. He's totally. I'm not picking on you. I'm picking on the NFL. One of the 49ers touchdowns was scored with the play clock at zero. It was clearly at zero. It was only at zero for a fraction of a second. And we have seen that in the NFL, when the play clock goes to zero, the back judge, whose job it is to call that penalty, looks up to see if the ball is snapped once the clock reads zero. And in that moment of time, oftentimes the ball is snapped. snapped. But what I don't, and and I think that's what happened in this case. So the clock got to zero, the guy looked up, and the 49ers snapped the ball. They ended up scoring a touchdown on that play. Well, here's my thing. In the NFL, everything can be challenged. Everything now is looked at on instant replay. Fumbles, interceptions, touchdowns, first downs, you name it. They look at it. They scrutinize it. I don't understand why this loophole has not been closed. I I liken this to instant replay in baseball okay. on the slide. Like a guy slides in feet first, right. and in the process of him popping up, might Comes just lodge the back, the back for, for okay. a second. Right. And how much do we hate? And then they call him out. When they call him out. Because the uh, fielder keeps the tag on the player just in case right. he disengages Not from the bag. Not at all the reason instant replay was, was right. invented. Okay. But we we hate when it's called that way, but they call it that way. I just look at... So you NFL. don't mind that you like what they do right now. Just I let the thing run out and then that's it. Unless you are going to get now buzzards for the, the referees to mm-hmm. signal when that clock that's... that. That is linked up to that clock, so you yep. know. I just think that is going to be human error. The clock goes zero. I look down in that time frame. The ball is snapped. I'm not calling. I think they got to put a lock on the ball, and uh, <laughs> so you can't. Yeah, snap it. so you can't snap it once the clock reaches zero. The ball locks there, and freezes in the like center's a, hand. A cage that comes out of the yes, ground, and that's s- right. Snatches the ball. <laughs> anyway, look, it, it could have been in favor of the Packers. I know you think I'm picking on you. I'm not. I'm you, picking you are, on the. I mean. I'm picking on the rule. The 49ers. All right, will you, I'm not going to even ask you this. I'll ask Tony this because I know I'll get an answer. They got outplayed for a lot of that game. They did. They truly did. Why don't you ask me? I don't want to ask you. Just ask me. You annoy me. (laughs) Just ask me. You already annoyed me by giving me the okay that Brock Purdy is indeed better than Josh Allen comment. Well, you know, I mean, who's sitting at home this weekend and who's playing in a football game this weekend? I don't know. Joe Montana's sitting at home also, but are you going to tell me Brock Purdy's better than him? Uh, if you look at some of the records oh, he's up oh this my year, goodness. Uh, you know, I will agree with you, Chris. 
they didn't deserve to win that game. However, they did because they got it together when they absolutely needed to. And that is why well, I feel like they're going to cruise. Oh, not cru- cruise. No, no, no. no, there, no, no. Hold on, hold there's, on, no. there's no cruising. Not cruise. I'm it, not going to say cruise. I'm going to say I think that they've found their confidence. I tell you again. what. I tell you what. If Debo Samuel is not available for this next week's game. He better not be with how he sat out the entire game. If he, if You guys don't get to hear all this stuff, but Tony and I just spent the last hour before the show hearing how much Scraby hates Debo Samuel and hates Greenlaw even more than him. I don't hate Even though Greenlaw much. intercepted two passes and saved the day for right, you. right. But he was running around, and he almost fumbled the ball, and he wouldn't get down on the field. Scraby and is just a maniac. Scraby goes in his at, mind. going crazy. Well, I mean, it's 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 the most common sense play known to man. You, Maybe so. You intercept the but, ball to seal the game, and then you try to run it back? My point, though, is that if Debo Samuel is not playing this oh, next yes, game, yeah. the 49ers are not going to this next two. Oh, Super I don't believe wow. that. You think, that, you I, think that could be the I, determining factor? I 100% think right that could be the determining factor. I mean, because the 49ers have the best player on the field in Christian McCaffrey. That's so. fine. That's fine. They do Debo have the best Samuel's player the on the field. biggest difference maker. Did you see it? Okay, this is not a 49er fan. There's a reason fan. why they only scored the amount of points that Christian McCaffrey was able to get the most Yeah, of because he's their best player. I don't no. think there's anything wrong but with that. that. But look how close that game was because it of is. that. If Debo is not playing... 49ers are in trouble. I do love Debo, but the guy is injured a lot. And oh, he, he he's talks, here we go. He talks here we go. He, you know, Debo with this whole like thing over the offseason that one year where he was like, I don't want to be a 49er, and he kept putting the 49ers down. That's old news, man. No, he, he talks so much trash, and all the guy does is get hurt. You can't talk trash if you get hurt. And same goes for Stephon Diggs. You can't be a diva if you're going to drop the big big catch at the end of the game. Well, Stefan Diggs definitely has some apologizing to do, and he ran out of the locker room from what I'm told last night, did not face any reporters' questions. I don't have a major problem with that. A lot of reporters are having issues with that. The guy was, I'm sure, disgusted with himself for missing that ball. That was a huge play in the game last night, but... He didn't want to talk about it after the game. He's not the first guy to not want to talk about no, it after a game, but he's taken a lot of heat for that in this day and age of social media. Well, so, isn't it, I, I'm honestly asking, isn't it like part of his deal? Like as an NFL player, you are supposed to make yourself available to I don't to know media. if after the game is a, okay. is a I don't know crush. that you have to. I don't I know, know that you, you have to. You have to do it sometime during the week. You have to make yourself I know the okay. uh, I know the writers in Buffalo wanted him to, but he didn't feel like hanging around. He I didn't a, talk about it. Peace. He did. I have a funny... I got this comment a lot on Saturday night when I was yelling for Dre Greenlaw to go down, but everybody was that tweeted me said they were having uh, flashbacks of Marlon McCree fumbling the ball, and they ah. were just hoping it wouldn't happen. I can see that. I can see that. Yeah. Those were the days. I, I thought for sure he was going to try to pitch it. He was. He, he was looked like he refused was. to go down. Not only that, Dre Greenlaw had eight tackles to lead the 49ers in that game, along with the two interceptions. Baller. He had quite the game, and... Uh, He's the same guy that got in the fight with the uh, Philadelphia Eagles security guard earlier this season. So that's who you have leading your way into the uh. NFC Championship. It is the third year in a row that the 49ers will be going to the NFC Championship. Each of the last two years, they were stopped cold once by the Rams. Last year by the Eagles. We'll see if uh, Brock Purdy can make it out of the first quarter this time with his shoulder and elbow intact. You know, because unfortunately mm-hmm. that was not the case last year, and no, it turned no. into a lousy no. NFC Championship game because of it. Christian McCaffrey ended up having to play quarterback. 
he was warming up. Because like the, the 49ers were ill-prepared yes. for what happened to them. Josh Johnson was, was not Yeah, was that's not all the they answer. had left. But um, anyway, you survived. I mean, I don't know how nervous you were. Uh, very nervous. But I would think if you're any kind of fan, that game had to at least cause you some anxiety. Well, oh, oh my. Are you kidding me? Like, I was sweating from the beginning when he threw that, that ball that was dropped by the Packers' uh, safety or linebacker, whoever that was, in the beginning of the game. I'm like, okay, here we I go. I think that is, This is the Brock Purdy we're going to get today, the guy who throws interceptions. I All think, right, here I we think go. that's the best way to enjoy uh, – Almost all of a game if you're rooting against a team. The Green Bay Packers had me feeling great for three and a half quarters. <laughs> and I think I, I enjoyed that more than being like kind of nervous, like through three and a half and then your team pulling it out. Right. I enjoyed like just kind of relaxing and watching yeah. watching the 49ers struggle for like three and a half quarters. Now, they ended up coming back to win and, you know, kudos to them, but... It was a, it was really it was, I could feel Niner Nation squirming out there. Tony sent me the best Instagram <laughs> post and it was of this guy with his shirts all sweaty and he's like smiling and it was like 49ers knew, knew had it all the had, had it, it all, all the way. way. Oh yeah. <laughs> no, we didn't. Cuz yeah. that one drive, I think it was like um it was late in the game but they ended up punting. Oh no, I'm sorry. The Aaron Jones long run. I texted a friend. I said that's nail in the coffin. And I was, nail in the coffin. I was like, "There's That's no, so you scraping. There's no way that packing it in early. There's no way they're going to stop him from scoring a field goal or a touchdown. They're going to go down by ten. There's no chance. I'm going to never go to work again because everybody's going to give me crap. Yeah. But it didn't work that now way. Now that'll be the story for you next Monday. We'll it have might to be. wait. It we might, might have be. to wait an extra week. Uh, the field goal kicking was a big factor, not only in that game, but for the poor Buffalo Bills fans who uh, once again. Fall to the phrase wide right. Although I must say, if the guy for Buffalo makes the field goal last night and ties the game, Patrick Mahomes are going you right kidding down me? Patrick Mahomes going right down the field and win that's, the game. That's all. Why, all the Buffalo did guy did was delay the inevitable. As far as right. I'm concerned, which is why there there are a few things right in that last the last two plays of that drive. The, the pass that came up short. Yeah, they needed a touchdown they, they, there. And that's why Josh Allen is going for it, right? Yeah, because he, he knew. knows who's on the sideline. He knew a field goal wasn't uh, going to do it for Stephon him. Diggs was running butt naked across the field. And he missed him. And he, and he didn't see him. But I understand why. He knows I need a tub. Because yeah. Mahomes boys on the sideline. Yeah, that's over where here. Mahomes affects the game, even yeah. when he's sitting over on the bench. And I tell you what, that's the best their offense had looked. All season. Yeah. They didn't uh, punt the ball until, what, the, the fourth quarter? Very into the fourth Vic- quarter. Yeah, and if they don't get that fumble out of the end zone, they win the game going easy away. away. Easy, yeah. Kansas City is really good. Baltimore is really good. San Francisco, I think, is really good. Detroit is good. Yeah. So I think that's what you've got yeah. with the four teams yeah. remaining. We'll see how it turns out. Niner gang is favored by six and a half. Uh, Baltimore is favored by three. Those are the first numbers out for the week. We are underway on Gwen and Chris for a Monday. Other goings on this weekend, the Aztecs fell in Boise. Once again, Eric Curry refereeing a game really? that the Aztecs basketball I didn't even team notice. loses. I thought that was him. <laughs> I don't think he cost them this game. No, they cost themselves this game by bad shooting. But once again, uh, there might be a connection. I don't know. The Aztecs stayed number 27 in the rankings today. They didn't go well, up or down. How about that? Down. We didn't move. Didn't go down uh, after that loss. We're out of the top 25. But they're still so not okay. in the top 25. Aztecs lose. Uh, we had, uh, what else this weekend? Some baseball signings, some golf. 
When golfers are coming to San Diego to play in the rain on Wednesday, we'll talk about all of it as Gwen and Chris gets underway. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. Back clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You said my world on even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Ready to expand your financial game? NerdWallet can coach you on smart strategies like choosing investments, finding your next credit card, and setting a budget that works for you. Score major points towards your summer vacation by learning expert tips for choosing a high-yield savings account and how to build wealth by investing in index funds. Slide into summer with smarter decisions in 2024. Follow NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you will thank you. At some point in today's show, we got some uh, Aztec tickets to give away. Aztecs taking on Wyoming Cowboys tomorrow. Stay tuned. We'll Stay tuned. It could be very soon. Yeah, we could have that. Could be uh, any minute now. Some trivia for you. I don't know what it's going to be. We're going to figure out something to give away those tickets. Uh, also, tune in to kick off with Boomer Science and Mike Valenti. Every week, Boomer and Valenti preview the entire slate of NFL games. Analysis from Boomer. Picks from Mike. The biggest stories in the league packed into an hour. Friday nights, 7 p.m. here on 97.3 to Fan and always live on the free Odyssey app. Presented by Nationally by Coastal Eagles. Tequila. Cosamigos brought to you by the people who drink it and by Lowe's. Lowe's knows home improvement. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. Uh, Aztecs. We, You're excused. We talked about it uh, before we went to break. They lose a heartbreaker in Boise. Tw- in that game on a 12-4 run. Fall one point short. Yeah. but uh, They almost, hit two threes in the last 10 seconds. They did. They Got- were down seven <clears throat> and they ended up losing by one. They didn't shoot. No. They shot terrible. They were 4-22. Before they hit those last two three pointers, but you got to do better than four twenty two if you're going to upset a good team on the road. Yeah, they just they didn't shoot the ball well. That's no. really what it boiled down yeah. to. Yeah, I mean the game was dead even. You look at the statistics in that game against Boise State. Turnovers were even. Rebounding was the same. Shooting percentages were similar. I mean everything was pretty close except for the three point shooting. And the funny thing was the, the Aztecs played it right. They let the guy on Boise State, who's their worst three point shooter. They let him shoot, and instead of going four for 19, which he was on the season, he went three for three. Yeah, Omar Stanley. Omar Stanley. He killed him. His his 17 points really was the the deciding factor. And he's like their fourth option on offense. So you got to, you got to, every good defense, you try to take away the other team's best. The Aztecs did that. But they got beat by, you know, the other guy in Boise State took Ladea away. Ladea only had 13. 13. Yeah. He didn't do much. And I, I he only some, had nine shots too right, in that yeah. game. And, then, and if you look at it, um, 
this is a way uh, Aztec team would have won in the past in terms of the shot distribution. It's, it was pretty even all the way throughout. What the, the Aztecs have done well this year is Ladia has pretty much led the way in terms of attempts. That has usually led to more free throws. Um, and, you know, that, that wasn't something uh, that, I mean, Ladia got to the line seven times, shot seven free throws. But, you know, usually you see them in the teens there, and, you know, those are – yeah, that's and this is those are good back. teams. This is something Kellogg said during that game is that you know there's I think there's four teams right now that rank highly enough to that can get in by by the time this this season's over there's going to be five there's at least be, at least five at least it could be six if you include Nevada because right now you got three teams ranked you got Colorado State's ranked New Mexico's now ranked yeah and Utah State is still ranked. The Aztecs and Boise State are just outside of the rankings. And then there's Nevada, which is 15-3 and three or something. I mean, these teams are all really good. You know, the one thing that I, I saw some people on Twitter and, you know, message boards and saying, you know, the Aztecs can't win these tight games on the road. they they got to figure out a way to win. They wanted Gonzaga. They can win on the road. Yeah. They just didn't on Saturday. It's all right. I mean, I told you these teams are playing are real good, and they've got – you know, after they play Wyoming tomorrow night, and the old don't look past them because Wyoming won a big game over the weekend. I think they beat Nevada, but once you play Wyoming, you're going to have to play Colorado State and Utah yeah, State back to back. It doesn't get it doesn't get easier. not going to get easier. No, it's going to get. Tough. I told you they're going to lose four or five games in this conference, and it's going to be okay because they're going to still end up with a great seed, six or seven or wherever they are in the NCAA tournament. Yeah. No, so no, I was disappointed, but. Yeah, I'm not going to throw up my hands. No, they uh, they're back in action tomorrow, as we said, against the Wyoming Cowboys. They get this one at VA so uh, they're looking to get back to some of their winning ways. Uh, congratulations to the Machado family. I saw Manny uh, release that he's he's expecting him and his wife are expecting his first child. So, ah, uh, the, how about that? The Machados are expanding. It sounds like so. yes, and oftentimes motherhood. Has, uh, has allows a, people has, to mature a it, little it bit. Has, uh, Not to say the man he's immature, yeah, but no. it has it has a, an effect on a, most does. men for sure. The first effect it has is you don't get any sleep. For well, yeah, you, know, you won't nine be, months. You won't be you won't be very well rested. That <laughs> now, is just kind of how it that's goes. the first issue there. All right, let's uh, let's slide away. Well, get, let's give the tickets away. Oh, we gonna I, do it now? I, I, yeah, I'm ready. All right. I'm gonna I, I, for those that are just tuned in and you're on time today. I got good news. We're gonna give the tickets away right now. Wyoming, San Diego State basketball tomorrow night. Viejas Arena. I believe it's a six o'clock start tomorrow night. So you're aware. Uh, Wyoming last made the Sweet 16 in 1987. That's before your guys' time. No, it was two. That was, yeah, fine. You guys were just coming up. 1987, Wyoming was a 12 seed in the NCAA tournament. They upset Virginia, and then they upset UCLA. Who was the player that led them to those two victories? It was a clear one-guy superstar. His name is hanging in the rafters in Laramie. Who was the hero for Wyoming when they made their last run to the Sweet 16 many, many years ago? First person who can name that player. We'll get a couple of tickets to see Wyoming play the Aztecs. Tomorrow night, 833-288-0973 is the number to call in. 
Do not call in and ask Scraby what the question is. He gets angry when you do that. Don't worry. All you people that called in before you even knew what the question was. <laughs> you're not getting on. You're, you're not, not in the running. On. So, I mean, I don't want to seem like a stickler for the rules, but I've told everybody many times. I don't want to seem like a stickler. I have told everybody many times. If you call as soon as you hear Chris say we're giving away tickets, you will not win those tickets. He, because he, he is a stickler. I'm he was, I know he doesn't want to be one, but he is one, ladies he and gentlemen. All right, let's get to break. When we come back, the kneecap cannibal and his Lions are into the NFC Championship. We'll talk to Justin Rogers of the Detroit News when we return. More Gwen and Chris on the way. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. It's one thing falling in love with a house, and quite another navigating the world of negotiating, mortgage lenders, and finding the budget that works best for you. Guidance from an agent who's a Realtor can make all the difference, because that's who we are. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. Hey, congratulations to Sal out there, Salvador. He knew that the Wyoming star back in the 1987 NCAA men's basketball tournament was... The famous Fennis Dembo. Yeah, if you uh, ever heard the name, you'd never forget it. He was on the cover of Sports Illustrated. He led the tournament in scoring that year at 28 points per game. Had his number retired at Wyoming as well. He went on to the NBA where he was on the roster of the 1989 NBA champion Detroit Pistons. Fennis Dembo. Quite a name, right? I'm on his page right now. You know his nicknames were? Uh, Fennis, I would think. No, that's oh. his name. <laughs> that's his name, huh? Uh, Electric Man. Yeah. Fabulous. Okay. Dazzling Dude. Wow. And then Buck, for some reason. All corny. <laughs> one of those guys that just had one hot Dazzling moment in time. Dude, is that what you said? That was one that's wow. listed on the basketball reference page. Dazzling Dude. Fennis Dembo was the guy, and uh, Sal got the answer. He'll go see Wyoming play San Diego State. Tomorrow night, welcome back to Gwen and Chris. 2.39 is the time. Chris Ello, Tony Gwynn Jr., Matt Scraby. I don't need to tell all you out there that it is pouring and has been all day long here in San Diego. The roads. Wow, it is raining really hard. This is being cool here on the Intercom Empire, so if you're sitting out there. What? That actually applies today. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's an all-time classic. For the, one, right of the, uh, one of the few times that actually applies. Uh, it's, there's flooding everywhere. If you have to get somewhere, you absolutely have to. I would leave early because uh, a lot of roads are closed. Obviously, be careful. Take your time. And it rains like this in San Diego. The whole town comes to a standstill. Gwen and Chris, uh, we forge on, and uh, Tony and Scraby got here. Did you guys have difficulties yes. from the North County? Yes, it was, me, yeah. it, was, uh, it, was, it was 
A lot of hydroplaning going on. A little hydroplaning, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's, uh, it's, it's nasty scary. out there, yeah. so be careful. It took me an hour and 15 minutes. So. You did? Yeah. Okay. You know, it's that darn Via de la Valle exit yeah, that, that gets one, me that gets every you. time. Gets you. No matter what. It doesn't matter what's going Man, on in life. That, you you slamming things? No, no, I did. Oh, that was... <laughs> I was I'm being him. things. Yes. I was being him. Man, I be, I have ever since this daily gripe happened on the Scravy Show, I have been, just it's, been like angry about everything. It's released your inner anger that we, so. that we get all the time. All the time. Yeah. Justin Rogers from the Detroit News. Due to join us shortly, we have become Lions fans on this show. Yes, we have. All three of us, I believe, are uh, rooting heartily for the underdog Lions. I think it's cute, the Lions This Sunday. It. I think it's cute. Uh, Listen to him. Listen to him just... Yes, kind of. Are you feeling good about yourself, Scrape? You feeling good about your squad after they eke that one out? Oh, he's getting just he's getting Justin on the phone. Yeah, so. no, he's already bad mouthing the Lions. He is. He's like they're they're just a fun little story. Is this this is a quote? He tries from, to play the humble card. This but he's is really a, not. No, he can't do that. He's not. He can't play the humble card. His I quote from we'll earlier to today. His quote from earlier today was: "The Lions are a cute story." But the 49ers have been there for the last five years, and this is just business. It's another business That's trip for us. Exactly I didn't ask for you said. guys to say that while the guest was on, on hold. That's what you're heading into, Justin Rogers of the Detroit News. We appreciate you joining our program. Chris Ello, Tony Gwynn here. And Justin, thanks for joining us out in San Diego. How I mean, I don't even know how to ask are things in Detroit? How do you, how do you kind of couch everything that's gone on? I mean, uh, the Wolverines win the national championship. Now the Lions are doing things that haven't happened in many people's lifetimes. Hey, look, this is a great sports town. It has had a lot of down years with all four pro sports teams being uh, in, in the dumps for quite a while. Uh, so they are they are reveling in the moment, if you will. Justin, I, I I couldn't help but notice after Detroit wins that game, they're panning through the stands, and I mean, you see tears coming down people's face. Just explain to the folks out here who may not be familiar with how deep the Detroit Lion fan goes in terms of not seeing something that they saw this weekend. Yeah, look, sports in the Midwest is, it's the fandom is on a different level. It just is out here, and it's not just a Detroit thing, but Detroit certainly falls into that picture. The people uh, are, are head over heels in love with their their sports teams. There's a reason we are able to support four professional teams and two major universities and support them at a high degree, a high level. And the Lions have been awful for a long time. We know the NFL's game, know that... Uh, you know, people can get over uh, struggles because it's easy to kind of reset each offseason. You only have to commit to 16 or now 17 games during a, the course of the year. But um, for as, as bad as the lines have been, that those stands have always been filled, even during the majority of that 0-16 season now, what, uh, 16, 17 years ago. And so all that patience, all that waiting, I compared a lot to the Chicago Cubs, you know, mm. just it's finally their turn, um, you know, and maybe it doesn't, maybe this is the end of the line. Maybe it doesn't amount to the Super Bowl appearance, the first in the franchise history, but um, they had to wait 30 plus years for a division title. They had to wait a little bit longer than that for their last playoff when they've won one playoff game since their last championship in 1957 before this year. So there's just so much pent up uh, 
I mean, a, a mix of rage and frustration <laughs> right. and excitement that's all just kind of coming out in, in one uh, bowl of tears, apparently. Well, I, I can be honest, you know, without a without a horse in the race, it's really exciting to see it. I, I think a lot of people love this story. And, and I think, you know, sorry, our, our resident producer who is from San Francisco, he's you're going to be on the other side of it this weekend. A lot of people are going to root for the Lions. They're going to root for the underdog story, the Cinderella. They love this story. Uh, Justin, why was Dan Campbell able to do what no one before him could do? Yeah, it's a great question. And I, I think it really starts with ownership, you know, and, and everybody kind of, at least in this area, knows the the ownership story here with the Ford family uh, purchasing the team in 63. And it started with the father, went to the mother when the father passed and the mother, um, you know, handed the reins to the daughter during during the COVID era. And, um, you know, she's kind of reimagined how the organization should run and, and really kind of brought all the departments, both football and non-football together with one vision. And then that led to the hiring of, of two people. One, Brad Holmes, who they poached from uh, the Los Angeles Rams, their college scouting director to serve as GM and, and Campbell as, as coach. And those two made independently. They didn't uh, hire one before the other and let them have a say. They were decided by OIP and a small council they had. And both of them have played a, a really key role in, in the, the formation of success with Holmes you know, again, college scouting director, that's his expertise. That's where you win in the NFL long-term is if you can draft successfully year after year after year. And they built this great foundation through the draft with, you know, guys that are now appearing on all pro teams and Amon Ross St. Brown and Panay Sewell, and then contributors top to bottom. The depth of this roster is as good as it's ever been. And then Campbell is the, the motivator, right? I know he gets a lot of um, like play for his sound bites, and some of them can be – uh, corny and you know, but I think Hard Knocks really gave people this um, view into the window of how consistently he can tap into the emotion of the guys. And look, he's he's savvy too. He knows his football. He knows his X's and O's. He's put good people around him. They built a staff full of former players that um, you know connect with a different level with the roster as it currently is because they've been there and they speak from a point of experience. And so the whole thing is just kind of come together with with talent with motivation with character um and it's it really has been you know something kind of storybook and, and magical to it justin rogers joins us here detroit news and justin now all that's tied up in a in a nice bow with, with golf and, and he comes from a, a rams or a situation that got, he once got to a super bowl and didn't seem like his confidence got shattered and then you mentioned you know a hard knocks kind of giving you a peek inside the window. You could see Dan Campbell kind of building his confidence back up, and he's rewarded him by by playing well enough to get this team to a an, an NFC championship. Just talk about his growth, even in a, in a Lions uniform since he's been there. Yeah, imagine, just, just try putting yourself in golf shoes, right? Number one pick, you get two Pro Bowls, you lead your team to the soul, and um, you play through an injury in the playoffs, and they unceremoniously dump you for a a much older quarterback, maybe a, a quarterback with better arm talent, but um, you know, a guy that hasn't accomplished that kind of team success, and it's got back injuries, and it's just, it, to me, it's the equivalent of of being dumped by a long term girlfriend. Mm. I mean, just absolute gut punch, and you get shipped to Detroit, and and like nothing against the city, but the team 
game at that time, right? Like they're they're going through their own transition. They're uh, starting with over with a new head coach, a new jersey, and you know it's going to be a rebuild, and it's going to go all the way down to the, the the depths. And so you're already dealing with some of professional and personal depression because yeah. you're you got dumped, as I said, and now you're coming to a situation. It's going to be ugly. I mean, I remember watching training camp that that first year and the offensive pieces were just bad and they couldn't execute it all in training camp. And I remember turned to a colleague and I said, look, this, this might be the worst offense in the NFL. Like it's going to be bad. Um, you know, they started to find a little bit of a groove at the, the second half of that season. Amon Ross St. Brown's emergence really helped claiming Josh Reynolds, his former wide receiver from LA certainly built some confidence, but the big turning point for Jared Goff, I think, uh, on top of, you know, getting him some more weapons that second season was the promotion of Ben Johnson as offensive coordinator. And look, at that guy was unproven. He was a position coach. A lot of people had a lot of great things to say about his mind, but um, I don't know if anybody could have really predicted that the offense would go from that one of the worst in the NFL to suddenly a top five producing offense. And not only that, they've done it now two seasons in a row. It's got a great offensive line. Goff is executing really, really well in the system. And you know, really starting that second year, you could tell, you could feel his embrace of the city, his embrace of the team. The team did everything to make him feel like he had ownership of the offense. He was the face of the franchise, and it, it's all coming to fruition. And in a way that the level he played the last two seasons is equal to or better than the two Pro Bowl seasons he had in Los Angeles. Justin Rogers from the Detroit News uh, talking about the great uh, NFL story that is the Detroit Lions in their first NFC Championship game since 1991. Uh, 1957, my goodness, the last time Detroit won an NFL title. That's before all of our time. Uh, but there was a couple of old-timers like in the stands yesterday. They showed them guys who had season tickets from that team. I mean... It really is exciting. If they go to the Super Bowl, what level is that city going to be able to get to? I, I, I recall as a Padre fan how crazy it got in 1984 when the Tigers beat the Padres to win the World Series. Lions going to a Super Bowl, they might, they might turn that whole city upside down. Well, they spent all that time building it up. It's actually quite nice now, so oh, hopefully they don't uh, <laughs> tear down the, the, the rebuild that this, uh, this city's experienced in the last two, two decades. But uh, it's really difficult to imagine where the frenzy goes from here. Um, you know, you start thinking about, you know, I have covered a few Super Bowls, and you, you start thinking about just covering the, the, the Super Bowl frenzy that, that goes on. And then, uh, you know, if, if – for whatever reason, they can, you know, pull off two upsets here and, and knock off San Francisco. And then, you know, whether it's the, the Chiefs or the Ravens, you know, knock them off. Like, you start thinking about what a parade looks like. And it's it's just, <laughs> it's, it seems, you know, it's gone from the impossible to the improbable to the, eh, maybe? <laughs> like, and so um, it's 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 been fun to cover. I mean, from somebody that's been around this team in, in some ways my entire life living in Michigan, but... Uh, you know, on the professional side of it for more than a decade here. It's it's just been uh, a remarkable three years under Campbell and Holmes. Well, congrats, congratulations to all the fans in Detroit. I mean, this is something. I mean, we never had our parade in San Diego. We're still looking for one, and we're down to the Padres, you know, hopefully to get us one. But 
It would really be something. I mean, because this has really been one of the yeah. the real bottom of the barrel franchises in all the sports, and to see them having this kind of fun, it's kind of fun to watch. Uh, enjoyed uh, the input, Justin. Thanks for the stories, and uh, have a nice trip this weekend to San Francisco. Appreciate the time. No problem. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. There he goes, Justin Rogers from the Detroit News. This is a top story in sports right now is the Lions. There's no yeah. question. And what they're doing. I mean, when we saw Dan Campbell for the first time on Hard Knocks, the kneecap cannibal, the whole thing. I mean, honestly, we spent the first month or two just making fun of him, Tony. But you and Scraby liked him right away. I think we made. I took a little while to come no, around. I, I think we the initial first time we made fun of him was at the press conference when he was oh, talking right. about biting kneecaps. It was yes. very out of, out of, out of left field. <laughs> but it, it took the first episode of Hard Knocks for me to come back and be like, I kind of like this guy a little bit. Yeah, me too. Me too. And you know what we've seen is that. That is it. That wasn't fake. It might have seen out of context at the time because we didn't know anything right. about Dan Campbell. But when you watch his team play, it very much resembles his his first press conference and the things he talked about. Guys running around knocking people down. <laughs> That's what the Lions do. They also yeah. had a really good draft. I mean, Jameer yeah. Gibbs. They got from Alabama, Jack Campbell, linebacker who's contributed quite a bit. Sam Laporta came in the second round. I yeah. mean, that's like a Travis Kelsey. They got Williams from Alabama yeah. to wide out. Brian Branch uh, made a big play the other day. He's a cornerback from Alabama. They, they dra- And it was funny because when they had their draft, people said it was terrible. I, I went back to some, some mock draft people, and they said Jameer Gibbs was a reach. Yep. And Jack Campbell was a guy that nobody even knew who he was. And what are the Lions doing? Hey, let it play it, out. Sometimes it, it works. It, it's it's funny because, and and Justin mentioned it. We look at Dan Campbell, former player, and we we often are connecting the motivational part that he brings to the table. But he definitely knows his X and O's, right? When they, how upset was he? And he did a good job of not going too far with the referee. But the part of the reason why he's upset is because they had practiced that. That's the X's and O's. Oh, the play with the Dallas. Play, the yeah, play sure. were in, against Dallas. They end up losing that game. Sure. He is not just a motivational guy. He he knows his X and O's, but he's also smart enough to know he doesn't know everything. And so he surrounds himself with the type of staff he has. And you combine that with a good draft, some good, some good direction, here they are, NFC Championship. Yeah. The Lions opened the season. In fact, the entire NFL season opened on a Thursday night in Kansas City this year. that's right. Detroit beat Kansas City. They did not play San Francisco during the regular season. Lucky for you, Scrape. And the Lions did play at Baltimore this year, and that game got ugly. Baltimore crushed them 38-6. That was the only game Detroit really wasn't in all year long. But I think they belong here, at least to this point. And, you know, we'll see the 49ers. Tony said that they, they're they going to have to have Debo Samuel to win. I think that, but they're going to just have to play more like the real 49ers. I don't know that they're going to get through this game playing as off center as they did the other night. When did Debo go out? In complete agreement. Like, before first, first the first quarter, play. First quarter? I think he hurt himself on the run out I, from the locker I room. I think that that off. <laughs> God. Guy gets hurt all the time and then and then talks trash. You're, you are aiming at Debo today, dog. I just need him to be on the field. That's all I care about. Well, this is going to make you even madder. The 49ers said today that he does not have a fractured shoulder. Oh, okay. So why wasn't he in there then? I'm asking the same right, question. Right, Scrape? <laughs> you know, there's something called a decoy. 
Oh, man. 49ers say it's still hurting too much for us to really have an idea how we will heal up this They're week. They're just going to keep this to themselves till 90 minutes before the kickoff. Of course they are. Of course they are. Better hope he plays. All right. Thank you, Justin Rogers. On the Detroit Lions, we have a daily gambit. Next on Gwen and Chris. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Nerds. Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Ready to expand your financial game? NerdWallet can coach you on smart strategies like choosing investments, finding your next credit card, and setting a budget that works for you. Score major points towards your summer vacation by learning expert tips for choosing a high-yield savings account and how to build wealth by investing in index funds. Slide into summer with smarter decisions in 2024. Follow NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you will thank you.